you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. I wanted to say thank you again so much for all of your support during the month of March while I took a few weeks off of brand new episodes. I loved the break, but I'm excited to be back. And it really was a great month of stepping back and taking a closer look at some things having to do with the podcast. If you follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast, you might have noticed a newer, fresher look to my feed and just some other tweaks that I made. And it was great to have a few extra hours per week to work on behind the scenes things. So lots of wonderful things to come. Can't wait to share more. And to be totally honest, this was a great time to take a break because March was truthfully a really hard month for me mentally. I talked to so many other direct sellers, whether they were my teammates or my friends, my peers, other people in the industry. I feel like so many that I talked to said the exact same thing. I feel like the best way to describe it is that I felt like I was in a funk and I felt just a little lost and I just felt uninspired and unmotivated. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was, but I know that I was not alone and I want you to know that too. If you are feeling like that right now, and I'm sure somebody listening is feeling feeling this exact feeling right now, I want you to know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, you're not weird. You're completely normal. And it sometimes just takes time to feel better. I know for me, having somebody tell me you have permission to sit in that weird feeling in that weird time you have that's okay that you feel like you need to just sit in that and just let that kind of wash over you. <laughs> that was very freeing. And just knowing that I wasn't doing anything wrong by letting myself feel that way, but also looking at different ways and utilizing different tools to kind of get me out of that funk out of that lurch, out of that slump. And for me personally, my faith and my relationship with God is number one in my life. And so just really being intentional about spending more time in the Bible and more time praying and more time seeking edifying godly advice from friends or reading uplifting quotes or books those kinds of things help tremendously for sure. <laughs> and also, like I said, I think it was just letting myself feel weird for a couple of weeks and then being excited just to bounce back out. And I know it's going to happen again. Who knows when, but I know it's going to happen again. And so I think that being intentional about figuring out the best tools to help in those situations 
that is great. And so I, I know that when it happens again, I will have kind of a bare bones plan in place <laughs> to help me bounce back a little faster than I did this time. But it truly, I don't know if it was because I was taking a break that I felt like I could kind of wallow in my weird feelings, but having that time or knowing that I didn't have the pressure of pumping out new episodes, it really helped. And so this break was incredible for my mental health and I'm just grateful to you guys for sticking around while I took it. So thank you so much. I will be definitely incorporating an intentional break into my year at some point every single year because I think that it really, well not I think, I know that it really propelled the podcast forward in so many ways and it helped me take a closer look at some things. And so I'm excited about doing that every year. And I don't know what that's going to look like in the future, but I do know that my plan every year will be to take an intentional break from producing new episodes because I need that. I need it. And maybe there's something in your life that you need a break from too. So this is your sign. This is your permission to take a break from something, even if it's a week, a weekend, a month, whatever it might be, Take a break from it because you'll get a fresh perspective and it's so beneficial for everyone. All right, so moving on to today's episode. So excited to share with you my conversation with Stacia Waffen. Stacia is a beautiful soul and she is the field development director for a brand new social selling company called My Loxiton. Now, Loxiton itself is a 45 year old company that has been around, I say in the episode, but I'm sure your mother has used the products. Your grandmother has probably used the products. These are world famous, best-selling products on the market. And they've recently opened up a social selling channel to diversify their portfolio, which is so incredibly smart. All of us in the social selling industry know that we aren't going anywhere Social selling is here to stay. And I think that with just how the world is, it's so smart to have different ways of getting your product out there that don't rely on a brick and mortar location at an upscale mall, which is the case with Loxiton. So Stacia shares with us her journey into direct sales and how she found Loxiton and how she said yes to the opportunity there. And she also gives some really great advice about a pretty tough topic towards the end of our conversation. And I loved what she had to say. Great advice from her. And I know you will love her just as much as I did. So enjoy my conversation with Stacia. And you can find more information about my Loxiton in the show notes. Hi, Stacia. Thank you so much for being on the show this week. I'm so excited to chat with you about Loxiton and the amazing opportunity there. So, will you start off and tell us a little bit about you and your family? 
Yeah, Tiffany, thank you so much for inviting me to be on. I'm so honored. Um, a little about me, I am a wife and a mama to two amazing kiddos, and I have two bonus kiddos. And a little fun fact, my husband and I, it's a second marriage for both of us, we got married in the height of COVID, decided to, um, we had to cancel our original plans, and we flew to St. Thomas and got married on the beach, just the two of us, and it was absolutely perfect. So it's been a bit Busy couple of years around here, but we're a busy, busy family. Wow. That sounds magical. <laughs> I love that. It, it really was. It, I could not have painted a prettier picture. Yes. That is so beautiful. And you're probably enjoying the newlywed life, right? It's, it's kind of crazy with four kids running around all the things and being busy with our jobs, but it is, it is certainly, I, I would say it's magical. That's great. It's the non-traditional newlywed phase, right? Yes. Right. Yes. We decided to buy a house, renovate a house, get married and combine our families all during COVID. Yes. So, <laughs> it was meant to be, and you probably wouldn't have it any other way. I'm sure. So no, it truly suits my personality. very well. That's so great. I love that. So tell us how you got started in direct sales. What's your story? Yeah. So when I was in grad school, I kind of dabbled. A girlfriend of mine had presented me an opportunity and I dove in because that's also in my personality. <laughs> and I saw the really great opportunity that was there. It wasn't the right fit for me. It wasn't the right company. Um, but later on, move, moving forward in life, another opportunity was presented to me. At this point, I had a full-time career and I was teaching at the local university. I was running my husband at the time. I was running his business. We had two very tiny, small children at home, but it was really intriguing to me. I've always been an entrepreneur at heart and had this entrepreneurial spirit. And I wanted something that was my own. He had his business. Um, I was mom to these little kiddos. And I thought, well, a little extra money wouldn't be bad either. Some adult one-on-one -on -one time that got me out of the house and kind of out of that regular cycle. Um, that's all I ever thought it would be. I never intended to build a team. I never thought I was going to have this full-time income or business that it really morphed into, but I was smitten from day one. I fell in love with the just the industry itself and the opportunity. And I guess you could say the rest is history. That's so awesome. I love to hear that. And I think a lot of people have started that way too, where they, they need something. That's how I started. I needed something else. Mm -hmm. I knew there was something else out there. I knew that being a stay at home mom, wasn't it, <laughs> even though that's what I wanted to do my whole life is I, it was like a dream, yeah. you know, and I loved it. And I was, I was content and I was thankful, but I was also like, there's gotta be something else out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I love that. It's such an outlet for people like us who are like, there's something else. I got to find Absolutely. It. And whether it's big or small, you know, I think most people are just looking for that little thing. That's the something else. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea what it has the power to turn into. Mm -hmm. That's right. And like you said before, you can always just try and just, it doesn't have to work out like right. a, a perfect, you know, happy ending story. Right. And I think that some people miss out on that a lot or hesitate to take an opportunity because maybe they've had a failure or, you know, things didn't work out with them in a previous attempt, but between timing and life stages and the company and the culture and the right fit, sometimes it takes a couple of shots to really find the right one for you where you can go and have success. Mm -hmm. So true. So you are now in a corporate role at 
L'Occitane. Yes. And that is a, and I know that maybe if you're listening to the podcast, you might think I've never heard of that, but you really, you yeah. have, because <laughs> if you go to, you know, a nice <laughs> mall in your town or nearby, you've seen the store. I know I have. And yeah. so will you tell us a little bit about L'Occitane and what they're known for? Sure. So L'Occitane is truly an amazing company. Um, one thing that I love is we have a 45-year legacy and our company is founded on entrepreneurship. So we have just a small example. There are 10,000 women in Burkina Faso that farm and and cultivate all of the shea in all of our shea products. Hmm. So when you're purchasing from L'Occitane, even before social selling was introduced, you're supporting farmers and cultivators and harvesters all over the world. And I think that just lends itself beautifully to the social, social selling model that we represent so we've got this 45-year legacy. We're a multi-billion dollar brand. And if you've traveled at all and been in an airport, you've probably seen a L'Occitane little booth or a little retail space. That's where most people go, oh, I know I know that name. But truly, we have the number one selling hand care brand in the world. We sell one of our Shea hand creams every second worldwide. And people don't realize it, that it's that big um, and that big of a presence. Mm-hmm. And 45 years. I mean, that means that not only are, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I've used that, but my mom used to use it and my grandma used to use it. And so I love that aspect of it. Like you said, it's like a legacy brand. So what yeah. made you say yes to L'Occitane? So my former manager in my past corporate role, um, he and I were really, really good friends and he was a great mentor to me. We've stayed in touch and I really wasn't looking to make a move, but I saw the uniqueness of this opportunity just through some of the conversations he and I were authentically having about life and about our professional lives. And I got a chance to meet one of the executives. And when I met her and saw her passion for the success of this channel, I saw her investment, not just professionally, but personally in seeing this model succeed. I was sold. It was like nothing I had ever experienced that support and the partnership that I felt since day one is just above and beyond anything I ever could have anticipated. That's amazing. I love to hear that the passion is trickling down literally from the top. And I think that makes a huge impact on any company when you have, you know, the people who are, who are at the top, who are in charge, who are the founders and, and presidents and, and the people who run the show on a day-to-day basis, when they are so passionate about what they're doing, it really makes a huge and positive impact on everybody else. So I love that you caught that from her mm-hmm. and that you said yes to this opportunity because how amazing to be part of something so exciting. Stacia, we've seen some really big names lately heading into the direct sales avenue, the social selling channel, <laughs> and it's been really exciting. So L'Occitane and Kendra Scott, and I know there are others, but those are the two that come to mind. So what do you think it is that these companies, these big name legacy companies are shifting their strategies and going more to a social selling model. Well, or adding it, I should say to their, to their portfolio. I 
I think it's a super smart business move. And I think they're really savvy to do it and to do it now. Um, I'll speak on behalf of Loxiton, our business, we've seen that it's always really been built on relationships. If you've ever been in one of the brick and mortar retail stores, you know this, that the brand ambassadors work really hard to get to know every client that walks through the door and help them cultivate the best experience possible. And they really saw the opportunity to continue to do this and to reach more people with the brand through the social selling channel. The relationship directly with customers in the stores and the relationship that people have with our products when they fall in love with them is really what lends beautifully to social selling. And of course, the pandemic showed everyone that retail has its limitations Mm -hmm. for sure. As we expand our mission of connecting people to the power of nature, leveraging this relationship based business model is not only going to build our brand, but it will help us build a greater community of cultivators of change. And truly that's what we're looking to do. Those that believe that we can make a difference in this world, as we look for ways to truly make an impact and make change come through this social selling model. And I think other bigger brands are going to see that because consultants have those relationships that you would really hope to build in a retail in-person in space that can't easily be duplicated in today's world because of the limitations that have been placed on us in that traditional retail setting. Mm-hmm. And too, even though you guys have been around for 45 plus years, people might not have heard of you, or if it's, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, a store or a mall they don't normally get to. Cause I know our closest right. is probably an hour and a half away, our closest yeah. store. And so this is a way for people to, to just expand the reach of the message of your company. And I love that. I love that about it. You're right. I mean, if you, if you're not in a bigger metropolitan area or near one of those really um, kind of elevated shopping malls or shopping areas, you probably haven't been in one of the stores to even take in that experience. So it's truly a unique opportunity to expand the brand. Mm -hmm. So smart that they're doing this. So an important factor, as we all know, in direct sales and social selling is that no like trust factor. And I know everybody talks about it. You have to establish your, the no like and trust factor. Do you think yep. it's helpful to be backed for the, for your consultants to be backed by such a well-known company? Do you think that helps that no like and trust factor? I think it totally does. But Tiffany, something that we kind of hit on previously, it's reciprocal. Mm. So that no like trust factor that the brand helps the consultants establish is priceless. They have this instant credibility because we are a 45 year old multi-billion dollar brand with one of the best selling hand care products in the world, but it really does go both ways. Our consultants already have that trust built with their audience and the people that they're connecting with immediately because of that relationship factor that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So they really lend to each other with the brand having the credibility that lends to the consultant and the consultant having the credibility with their audience. I kind of think it makes it this unique unicorn-like opportunity. So what is working for the consultants in Loxiton, are they doing virtual parties, in-home parties? Are they doing more? Are they finding more success doing reels and TikTok and things like that? What are your consultants doing to find success? Okay. Here's the thing. It's more like what 
aren't they doing that's working? Mm. <laughs> I mean, everything is working. And that is what I think is so cool. Um, if I were going to go back and be a consultant again, this is truly how I would want it to be because they're doing all the things and the things that they're doing are working. So we've got some that are doing, we call our virtual events soirees. So some are doing some soirees. They're doing them in person, which I think is super exciting. I'm old school and I love a good old in-person gathering, whether it's, you know, on a Tuesday night for margaritas or on a Saturday morning for muffins and mimosas, they're doing those kind of events. They are social selling and making the reels and getting in their stories and talking about their passions. They are having success doing one-on-one consultations and allowing people to try the products and find what they love in a very unique setting. So we kind of have, I like to call it a hybrid elevated business model that every consultant can design their own business. They get the box and they get all the same tools, but they get to choose what works best for them or what they want to do and what kind of speaks to them. And we're seeing success in all of those avenues, which is so exciting to me. I love that. Would you say that the consultants that are in the company, would you say a lot of them have previous drug sales experience or are some of them coming brand new? Like, Hey, I want to give us a try. Why not with you guys? So we have such a unique mix of both. So mm. Loxiton, because it's a 45-year-old brand, has some cult followers that just love the brand. And when they've found the opportunity that, oh my gosh, I can I can share this with my friends now and get rewarded for it, they're coming on board with no knowledge of selling or direct sales at all. And then we also have this body of seasoned veteran direct sellers who see the opportunity to be backed by a 45-year-old brand and have this ground floor opportunity and just dive in with two feet. And they are having the most rapid success that I've ever been a part of. And it is so exciting. And the energy is definitely contagious. And I think it's really cool because the ones who are coming in who have had previous experience and success are still doing things differently than they had before. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of creating a new path for themselves. It's a really neat experience to watch unfold. That's really fun. Okay. Speaking of starting fresh and creating a new path, there is a topic that I don't think I've ever addressed on the podcast. And I feel like you'd be a great guest to talk about this with. And I am curious to hear what you have to say, but what advice do you have for someone who maybe is looking to to start over with a different company or find a new way or you know I yeah. I am you know of course I will say all day all day every day be loyal to your company if you love it but yeah. sometimes there's times where you feel that you yourself or the company or something is changing or you just feel a shift happening and you feel like maybe starting over with a new company, maybe you don't align with your previous company, or maybe you just aren't excited about the products anymore or whatever it might be. What advice do you have for somebody who is maybe looking to start over fresh with a different company? To me, that's such a great question. And I am somebody who both personally and professionally is loyal to a fault. Um, So it's a tough question, but I think it's really a great one to address. And I just want to start out by giving anyone who's listening permission to take a look because 
it's okay to explore your options. I shared earlier that I was in a position where I had to make a move from the company I started with and got my roots with. Um, there were some things happening that didn't align with me personally. I saw kind of the writing on the wall and I knew that the, it wasn't the best fit for me anymore. And I was really grateful that I had the knowledge that I had and the experience that I had to really take a look and to see what else was out there and to see what would be my next step and what would be the better fit. So no matter what the reasoning is or why you're feeling like, maybe I want to see what else is out there, it's okay to take a look. And I'm not saying that the grass is always greener on the other side. You may take a look and realize how good you have it and how much you truly do love where you are. And that's fantastic. But I will say when I made the shift, it totally changed the trajectory of my business for many reasons and really my path in life. And I would not have changed a thing. It's definitely not easy to leave somewhere that's been so good to you. You've built memories. You've got this community created. You kind of have grown up, so to speak, in that space with those people, with the leadership, with the product. You're really comfortable. And it's really easy to stay in that comfort zone. But we say this all the time in our industry, change and growth doesn't happen when you're comfortable. So it's okay to step outside of that comfort zone. And like in any career, when you feel like there's more out there for you, or that maybe you have more to offer that's not being valued or utilized, it's okay to go and find a place that will meet your needs. And the people you know, and this was one of the things I worried about a lot, what are people going to say? And I'm a people pleaser. I will admit that. I always worry about, you know, what are other people going to think? Set that aside because the people who really know you and love you and respect you are going to support you and they want you to be happy, whatever that looks like and wherever that is. And I want everybody to know there is the right place for you. Again, it could be right where you are today and it could be somewhere else. But I always think we owe it to ourselves to explore those options when you feel that nudge. And really, that's how I ended up where I am today. Like I said, I wasn't looking for a different opportunity, but I felt the nudge and had a conversation. And I'm so grateful and so glad I did. And I would encourage anyone who's feeling that nudge not to feel guilty about taking a look, but to know that there are places out there that may be a better fit for you, that will value you, that will respect you and your voice and your expertise. And there are places that you, you can fit right in. And again, it could be right where you're at today. Mm -hmm. And I think taking a look is sometimes a good idea because it can, I mean, at the very least, like you said, it can just reaffirm that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And that's, you know, and that, and that won't change right then. And so I love that it can just really give you a better perspective of everything and just almost like an overview like an overhead look <laughs> at what yeah, you're doing absolutely. and why you're doing it and all that. And I never know how you might benefit from that and how your business could grow just by taking, kind of pulling yourself out of it and just taking that overall look too. You can mm -hmm. see different opportunities within the opportunity that you're sitting in. Mm -hmm. And maybe develop some new systems or just new strategies yeah. on how you can approach your business a different way that Absolutely. will give you, it'll feel like a brand new business, you know, without having to start over Absolutely. somewhere else. And so I like Absolutely. that. I like that idea too. That's great. So I know that was a little bit of a, you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a hard topic to discuss. So I'm it grateful is. for your perspective on that. So to shift things a little bit and to end us on a really positive, great note, 
what would you say, what, what advice would you give to somebody listening who has huge dreams? I mean, big dreams, like maybe they're starting at a brand new company that has under 500 consultants, (laughs) but what would you say to somebody who has big dreams and they just don't know where to start? What do you tell your consultants when they are like, Hey, I'm ready to sign up for this brand new company. What should I do? What do I do first? Yep. So to me, it always starts with the goal. What is the goal? What do you want to get out of this? And I will take it back to the old school direct seller in me. And what's your why? What are we working towards? And once we've identified that goal and what we're working towards, let's create a plan. I love a solid step-by-step plan. We'll, We'll look at the goal, we'll back it out. And what are the steps that we need to take to get to that goal? When we have those little bite-sized steps, it makes taking that leap seem a little more doable. Somebody once, one of my mentors way back when, when I was in the field, um, I had this incentive that I wanted to earn and it seemed so big and so exciting, but so overwhelming at the same time. And I can remember sending her a text from a couple of tables away at an event. And I said, okay, how do I do this? And she goes, well, Stacia, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's really with any dream, any goal, it's one bite at a time. And if you don't know what those steps are that you need to take to reach your goal, find somebody who has succeeded in that same area and ask them, what steps did you take to get to where you are today? And don't just follow exactly what they did, but fit that, fit their action steps into your plan and make it authentic to you and follow those steps in order to get to that end goal. I think that's the key because a lot of people will do that. They'll ask somebody, their upline or somebody they look up to in their company and say, how did you do it? And then they'll try to replicate those exact steps. And then it never, it never ends the same way. No, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't because nobody is the best version of you other than you. And I don't want to be the best Tiffany. I want to be the best Stacia, but I might want to be where Tiffany is. So I can take some of those actions and make them my way and find that same success for myself. Mm -hmm. So true. And I love the direct sales industry, social selling industry. It is such a, it's such a personal growth journey, (laughs) all of it, no matter where you are. (laughs) Yes. No matter where you are, what position you're in, what rank you might have, what products you're selling. It's all, Mm -hmm. it goes back to just personal growth and how you can be, like you said, the best version of yourself. And it's, you're just using the product to to facilitate that. (laughs) If you're out there listening and you're thinking, who can I ask or who can I, you know, whose story can inspire me or who has been more successful and has, you know, has done the work ahead of me. This is this podcast. I mean, I hate to toot my own horn, but this podcast is a great place to start. And there are so many success stories in previous episodes that, um, are so inspiring to me. I love, I love what I do because I can connect with others and hear how they've done it. And I can apply those little things to my business and little things and big things to my business and see success there. But so if you don't know where to start, this podcast is a great place to start. <laughs> Absolutely. I love when people reach out and say, gosh, Stacia, you know, what would you do if you were in my shoes? Or how would, how do you think you would? I love to be able to partner with people outside of our organization, just because I love this industry and I have a passion for people who are ready to dive in. And that excites me almost more than anything. Oh, I love it. And I can tell it's very evident on your face and in your, in your body language, you are just excited to just to talk to others and tell them how wonderful this industry really is. It really is. Yes. Well, thank you, Stacia, for being a guest on directly different. And I have loved hearing from hearing your story and hearing how you 
came to be with Laxaton and just, I wish you all the best, all the best success with this amazing company. Thank you so much, Tiffany. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you. I appreciate the opportunity. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.